This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. All right, Ali. Um, so where do we really start with? There's been a lot that's really happened over the past few days, uh, generally starting on markets, uh, but... Give us your opinion. Um, where, where, do you, where do we start with then? I think um, a nice place to start would be um, the discussion on, um, on the government uh, pushing Airtel to, to give a stake to Kenyans, and I think 30% stake. And I remember earlier in the office today, we were having, we were having a discussion with you and, and Jackson. What do you think um, um, that means, especially for uh, local ownerships in the ICT sector? And specifically for Airtel as as a telco. Well, um, you know, Ali, in in my opinion, just as we had said earlier on, I think what the government is really trying to do is, because uh, what the government said was international ICT companies, um, ICT multinationals would actually be pushed to 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 be in a position to sell at least thirty percent of their stake to locals. And, you know, locals doesn't necessarily just have to be um, the usual lot we have where guys do IPOs and stuff like that. At times, local investors are actually, uh, could actually be the government itself. Um, my opinion was last year we saw the government set up, um, we, we actually saw the, the data commissioner office uh, being set up in Kenya. And we had, um, there's a lady who's holding that office, sorry, I'm missing her name. But um, my thought process is maybe what the government is really trying to do is to maybe just control a little bit of access to data that companies out here um, are really having. So uh, that's that's primarily my idea. The government is trying to control just how much data um, is going out here and maybe just what type of data these companies are going to access. We know that... Um, uh, mostly what we've had with mobile money, the technology that's surrounding mobile money. If we give a lot of multinational corporations a lot of data, then they definitely need to be able to give something in return. So I think that's what the government is trying to do, and I'm hoping that they get um, successful to it. On the other hand, if if these companies decide not to sell uh, to investors, if, if this company, to the government, sorry, and the company moves and now starts selling, um, through initial public offerings um, or, 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 or listings on, on, on the exchange, then we are likely to see a lot of activity happen um, on uh, the market um, on, for the Nairobi Securities Exchange. This would definitely be something good for it. Um, it would also be important just so that we see what type of companies that we're going to have on the market because companies like Airtel, we need to do a top-down um, valuation of the company just before we can be able to buy it. Um, if Airtel comes and leads at a price of, of say, 10 shillings, um, w- would it be justifiable, uh, for example, before we can be able to buy in? So there's a lot of data that we need to just analyze before we get to pick. But in my opinion, I think um, the 30% um, listing that goes out to uh, the 30% sellout for international um, ICT companies, um, I think that that's something that in my opinion, I think it's supportive. 
I would love to hear what what the other people have to say, and um, I think I have to I have to point this out. There were speculations that you know I'm requiring more, um, requiring more of these companies to to sell. Um, the stake could sort of um, could sort of uh, trigger bigger more listings. What do you think about it? Well, Ali, you know it's very it, it's awesome that you said speculation. So. I, I would leave it at that. I would say uh, that speculation. It's something that most people are really just hoping that um, it's people. It, there, there are a lot of scenarios. You see, at any point when you're doing um, modeling, mathematical modeling, then when you're doing forecasting, you have to you you, you have to do a lot of um, hypothesis. So you'd be able to say this is your hypothesis one and two and three and four. So there are a lot of hypotheses that we we have. Um, mostly when it comes to uh, to certain regulations being enacted so in my opinion i think um, this is something that we as as a country need to be prepared for this is something that we need to be able to hold up for and i would just leave it that and say it's speculation you said it right and i think that we don't need to say anything more than that definitely definitely and uh, if if you're new here you could you should definitely um join in the discussion you just feel free to to chat over or if you would like to speak up uh, raise your hand and let's hear you out um yeah. if, if somebody would like to to raise their hand what they can what, what would like to speak you can just let me know and then if you want to contribute to the discussion we're always open it's a friday we're always curious we're curious of knowing what your thoughts are and also, if you don't want to follow this discussion, I know Ali is already starting up uh, a discussion on Hisa about um, we're curious. Uh, what what are you curious about this this weekend? So definitely head over to the Hisa app and just check um, this out. You're definitely uh, definitely right. Um, another another thing, as we said earlier, last in the in the last review, uh, petrol. Petrol prices, especially, hit quite, which hit quite a, a high, and we saw that Ipra decided to um, take a different approach. So um, yesterday, yesterday, actually earlier in the day, we saw that um, many expected um, fuel prices to rise to you know an all-time high, but then um, in the evening we learned that Ipra decided to you know put a hold to all this. So petrol will just continue um, retailing at at current prices at one twenty two point eight. What do you think? What do you think is 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 happening here? Because um, I was reading somewhere that we were able, rather we are able to uh, maintain these prices at at that point because we kind of uh, shared uh, retailers' margins. And um, I would be curious on uh, the ramifications of holding the prices to, to last month's review in terms of inflation, especially for April, as well as how sustainable is it given that we've seen that global um, oil prices have ticked Kidogo? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I think that's something that's very interesting, Ali. If, if you joined the Bulls Present Whiskey on Wednesday, we had a discussion with um, Davis. Uh, Davis is not in here today, but we had a discussion with Davis, and Davis actually um, gave an in-depth explanation that oil prices have been have been maintained at the same rate, 
but uh, because what the levels at which um yapra that's the uh, the, the the energy uh, regulator was actually uh, saying that they've, they've they've maintained it because of the dollar um the shilling strengthening against the dollar but in reality what they actually did was to reduce the margins for the oil marketing companies so you'd see they reduced the margins for i think by to about by about five uh percent of about five shillings actually from 12 shillings to uh, about seven shillings so whatever they've done is um companies that uh mostly the small guys on the market uh these companies that have lower lower scale oil marketing strategies these are the companies that are likely to be hit um when it comes to now uh generally their revenues are likely to be hit when it comes to the sale so the government, what the government did was to pull um, what I'd say is a populist move. Uh, they they started right. Kenya. Kenya you, can you imagine Kenya playing China on Kenyans? <laughs> That's one way to put it. But um, he, here's the thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let, let's let's introduce a, a different spin here. Um, I'm I'm not a survey uh, to this. But we had we had talk of the stabilization fund earlier, and um, one one of the discussions yesterday was that the government is able to pull this because they're spec again, second speculation for the night. There are speculated plans to compensate our retailers for the slash margins because if you if you look at it, um, margins for for retailers were cut by up to a third, which is around. Uh, almost eight shillings 7.95 what i feel like that's that's a bigger a bigger story than you know actual holding what do you think felix and again what do you think uh the rest of us in the discussion um it's very good ali that you've mentioned um a stabilization fund maybe for those who don't know what a stabilization fund is is you usually find um in in most countries in Africa, a very good country that we can understand uh, for stabilization that we can actually use as a as a benchmark uh, for stabilization fund study is Ghana. So what stabilization funds do is that they would be able to compensate um, the lot of taxes that we're being taxed on oil. You guys are paying, I think, for, for those who are buying oil, actually close to 57% of oil of, of the money that you pay for a liter of, of fuel uh, is actually going directly to taxes so you'd imagine you'd imagine what, what level of margin that would be our our prices our oil prices our fuel prices can actually be as low as 80 if we had a stabilization fund because what a stabilization fund would do is to ensure that we don't have um, any direct shocks whenever there are uh, changes in global oil prices. So what, what what would really happen is that the government, and I know there's been a lot of discussion around this, is instead of the government, uh, the government would actually compensate early, just as you've said, they would compensate oil marketing companies uh, for, for the change, the loss that they are going in, so as to be able to maintain that price at, at a certain level. I know in Kenya uh, this is not going to happen because in reality we we yet to have a stabilization fund, um, and even if we were to have one, we know that oil prices have to go up a little bit so that we can be able to um, accommodate um, 
the 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 new fund uh definitely you know the government we're going to have taxes coming here left right and center so i don't know about you but i think that's another stress that's coming in one way or the other something definitely is coming up so if we if we are to have a stabilization fund uh, man i i personally i i wouldn't want that to happen because another tax and we are tired of taxes um as a kenyan i'm tired of taxes i don't know if you are um i don't know if 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 um if Eunice who's listening is tired of taxes i i don't know about you but for me not let's let's hold on that idea for now i don't know you know when you say we're we're, we're tired of taxes it's just kind of reminds me of just the number of taxes that have been have been added um this this year and uh, uh not not to with to move away from the discussion but um the the measures that we're waiting to see with with the IMF so let's move on to Rwanda what do you guys think i i personally look at Rwanda as an uh, eastern african country and I feel like the little steps that it is taking towards especially things like um immobility mm. and well, the current wind that they're planning um rather they're putting infrastructure in place for um local manufacturing of vaccines I see it being quite a force to reckon with and um in terms of immobility we've seen a Rwandan startup which I think um, on Monday raised around 3.5 million dollars, uh, which is quite an amount in the immobility space in the African market from um, Ecosystem Integrity Fund just to scale its operations. And um, as I said earlier, the country has already um, attracted the attention of Volkswagen, which built the first electric charging station. And as of yesterday, they announced use of another. And just apart from that, we have quite a number of, you know, incentives in the country, in- incentives around uh, around the cost of energy, around taxes and infrastructure, just to make it less costly to own an EV. Does anyone know where we are in Kenya as a country or what what are some of the steps that we are or we should be making towards becoming you know a more ev friendly country because here's the thing we know that sustainable or rather sustainability is definitely the future and we're already seeing other african countries take bold steps towards that well uh ali let me let me just start off first of all i think um you know let's 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 really be honest and say that the governance system in Rwanda is is slightly different from what we have in Kenya. Uh, whenever we are comparing um, Rwanda, there are a lot of factors that I usually look at. First of all, let's start by comparing GDP, uh, for example, for the two countries. We see that Kenya's GDP is way higher. We're looking at population where Kenya beats Rwanda. Um, there are a lot of things, even when it comes to governance. The only thing that I really like about Rwanda is is that Rwanda is honestly, I think, um, when it comes to public finance, I think that's one thing that Rwanda really beats most African countries. Oh, they beat Uganda again. They, uh, I have to, by the guys for Uganda, I have a lot of data on you just 
okay not not so much but just um just to air it out i think um rwanda can actually rwanda beats most african nations when it comes to corporate governance and i think it's also because of the kind of regime that they have with 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 um a president who's usually seen as as a no nonsense dude more like a dictator or stuff i'm i'm not saying that uh, kagame is a dictator but that's something that people actually say about it uh when it comes to 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 to, to them having the ev um, charging stations uh ali i think one of the things that guys really have to know is that um the contract that was actually signed by the government of rwanda and um and 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 uh, Volkswagen group the South African uh, com- the South African factory is actually the one that set up the 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 unit in Rwanda so by the time when when this it was actually seen as more of an informal contract uh it was something that was not planned for uh, so to speak they they never even planned for it they, it was more like these guys were meeting and they and the meeting was not even meant for Rwanda and and VW to set up but that informal agreement is what has pushed us up to see this happen at this point but also just to appreciate Kenya we've seen um no pyrite that is by Nissan actually uh, we have a lot of EV charging stations uh, within the country ali so as much as Rwanda is celebrating the second one um we need to appreciate just <laughs> how, how much we have um in 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 Nairobi um and in other parts of the country as well and also there was um a video that was actually aired a few a few weeks ago i think about 3 or 4 months ago actually i think about 1 or 2 months ago on on bbc uh that was actually uh, indicating about ev development in kenya alone where we're seeing guys actually um we, we we're seeing guys who are making um motorbikes that's the border border uh, purely from um from from Uh, we, we are going electric and we are seeing them transforming the the two of us the one that take tourists um in in various parks uh, i know they're starting with masai mara and they also did some with savo but we're really hoping that they would be able to move across um we saw guys do a lot when it came to to ev so as much as we didn't have them import ev directly but whatever they were actually doing was they would transform engines for um most of these vehicles so an example is Uh, and in that video i think i'll be able to find it and just share it uh where right. where they were actually telling guys uh they, they were actually um transforming um a, a toyota a land cruiser i believe um to, to to an ev where the guys can actually charge and it take long so i think we're making a few strides here and there so as much as we're looking on rwanda i think we can also look at the, the steps that we've had uh globally i know it's still a very small stake but if only mobius could actually start making evs man we wish i think they they, they still have the issue that the tassel the tax tassel they're dealing with with care i'm not so sure we've been much progress for that have we now yeah Let, let's hope that they get to clear that up first before we can be able to push through with, with the evs dream I think I feel like um I feel like on EVs Africa can actually have uh, 
have a head start, especially on uh, on electric border borders, given their popularity, especially in East Africa and in Kenya and Uganda. I think there's a Ugandan company that actually aims to ride on that on the fact that Africa doesn't have to wait for you know the world or rather the first world and the second world to um, pioneer EVs. Rather, as they make electric cars, we could focus on electric motorbikes because they seem to have um, more viability here, so to speak, and more popularity. And given the number of um, startups in, you know, in the area, especially in Kenya and Uganda, U Uganda is quite ahead on this compared to Kenya. Just riding on border borders, we could be onto something. Well. I don't know about you, but we've seen a lot of um, local companies, uh, mostly in Uganda, because I think Uganda is actually doing a lot when it comes to to border border transport. And I know that um, earlier this week we had a Ugandan company actually raise funds. I think about three point one million dollars. Um, the Ugandan company. I'm just trying to get the name of the Ugandan company that actually raised funds. For Boda Boda, we've seen companies like um, Safe Boda, which actually left Kenya, really performing very well when we get to um, Uganda. So I think Uganda can actually be a, a good start point when we're looking on EVs for Boda Bodas, because we know what's happening in Kenya. I don't think that um, the Boda Boda system in Kenya is really something that one can be able to control um, that much. And also, I don't think that our guys are really... Um, in, in a position to start accepting changes. Uh, I think one of the challenges that we're having is uh, change, is accept to change. Um, generally, just bringing back this change into the system is one major challenge that we don't have as a country. So even if we have border border guys here and you want to start telling them um, to pick up and, and, and try to adopt new technology, unless we have a system where we totally ban put a ban on, on them, then it could be, but I don't think that's going to happen. So that could be a challenge. But for Uganda and Rwanda, it's something that's workable. They can actually be the pioneers. But I believe Uganda can actually do that easily than any other um, East African uh, country. But um, it's also a challenge. Maybe Uganda is also planning to have guys by um, locals, actually by oil so them accepting another new form of tech would also be a challenge because they need the locals to buy the fuel from them as well i mean um they, they do and um i think in kenya um policy definitely has has a lot has a lot to play in um i i don't know about about your your experience felix and uh, my my interactions with the border border industry uh, have mostly been uh, rudimental in the sense of it's just individuals, but and of course uh, a, a few interactions with Safe Border. But I feel like with the right incentives um, and uh, okay. KPLC would definitely have a role to play here. So this this becomes too speculative. But I feel like with the right incentives, we still could have could have room, especially in um towards the semi-urban urban towns. But that's a lot of wait and see. 
maybe to move to move to another country um nigeria today decided to sort of uphold foreign currency inputs for for sugar and and wheat and uh, to quote what the central bank said was sugar and wheat go into a forex uh, restriction list we must work together to produce these items in nigeria rather than rather than importing and um just apart from apart from the restrictions on imports for, for the two items we've also seen a low sort of we've also seen that the nigerian currency the naira has tanked a little bit and um, i think earlier in the day it had hit lows of um 437 against the dollar and we've seen that especially last month the inflation rose to i think a four month high rising by up to 1.16 to 22.95 what do you think about about this restriction specifically well you know ali we've really seen um we we've seen nigeria really do take a lot of stand when it gets to mostly anything that's likely to affect um the naira uh ali the naira is one of the most uh, manipulated currencies globally so i think that's what the nigerian central bank is really trying to control so i'm thinking that what we really need to do is to ju- what we what i think is the central bank of nigeria cbn is just trying to see ways in which they can be able to control um the 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 risk that is uh, pegged to their currency um also you see nigeria uh, i think what they're trying to do is if they can be able to just try and ensure a little bit of internal self uh, sustainability uh, so, so so that's that, that's one thing that uh, i know that we can usually be able to uh, just according to the statement uh, if you watch the live view that the cbn governor was actually saying was yes they they want to control a lot of it it's because these are some of the things whenever there's a high demand um and there's imports for for most of this then there there would be manipulation um they started with bitcoin then again to something else so i think slowly we're going to see a lot of tougher measures by 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 cbn to just control uh the the internal um sort of like currency outflow at least from the internal perspective as much as they can be able to uh to to manage that from uh their own um internal systems so i think it's I, i don't really think it's going to make any change the naira has been um going down on a very long time but uh we uh, i think that we can just be able to have a look and maybe see let's let's watch it out for a week and just see if it will be able to make any change I'm happy that, uh, that you've actually mentioned cryptocurrency because um, Alphonse here Alphonse here was asking about Turkey's ban on cryptocurrency which cryptocurrency uh, payment specifically which has seen bitcoin tank and um, I think earlier today it it had fallen all the way to 60,900 from highs of you know 64,000 earlier in the week and we also saw that if ethereum also fell by um 3.29% this 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 tussle i feel like a few countries um, make 
or rather a few countries make quite revolutionary adoptions of cryptocurrency, you know, like the likes of US. And then we have um, the just mentioned country, Nigeria, doing what it does best, and then now Turkey. Do you feel like, what do you think, um, or rather what would you do as an investor again, not investment advice, given that we have some countries that are making backward steps of towards cryptocurrency, um, especially in the light of a Coinbase's listing? What I'm really thinking, um, in my opinion, um, I think you see, Ali, uh, one of the reasons why, and, and I know that most of us are seeing that it's been a little bit of a challenge, but just the same as Nigeria, um, Turkey has had a lot of issues with regulations uh, coming across uh, central bank, just from the central bank to the stock market to forex trading, um, and now they're getting into Bitcoin. I I, I don't know um, maybe to what impact it 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 would have, but you see, if the moment Turkey um, banned trading on BTC, we saw a decline of about five um, percent, a decline of five percent on 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 the prices. Um, my thought is that maybe whatever um, Turkey is really trying to do as well is to control, uh, for them I know it, it's sort of like the control of, of maybe illicit flow of funds. Ali, the main reason why um, why, why Turkey, Turkish uh, Central Bank uh, sort of banned cryptocurrency, it's mainly because of the concern that everybody else has on crypto, mostly for those who've invested uh, long-term investors, we know that the presence of, of a regulatory authority um, usually would, would give a lot of sense and, and a lot of just um, acceptance for, for whether it's currency, whether it's a commodity. So whatever we're seeing Turkey actually mention is the main reason why um, they're banning uh, cryptocurrency is because of the lack of supervision and regulation. So this is uh, not only from Bitcoin, but all the way to uh, to crypto assets and and and, and stuff uh, like that. But now also, I think we need to just understand that, you know, crypto is now being picked up globally. We are seeing companies accepting cryptocurrency. We are seeing um, we are seeing demand um, for cryptocurrency really pick up and over time. But I honestly think that us um, picking up and saying that this would affect um, crypto uh, for, for short term, I don't think so. I think this is something that um, might affect crypto, mostly when it comes to areas within the Middle East. Um, it might affect crypto trading for long term, but I don't think that it will also have a ripple effect to other economies. It's like when Nigeria banned um, crypto trading the other day. You saw it got to a point where Central Bank of Nigeria actually retracted that statement and even said that um, they, they only had a few concerns, but they didn't actually um, issue a total ban on crypto or, such, or stuff like that. So I honestly think it's something that's um, very good, um, in my opinion, uh, that's crypto as an asset. But sad for Turkey. Let's see just how far it will go. Let's see if, 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 um, if the president, Ed Rogan, would make any changes as well, like he did last time. When, when the central bank governor uh, decided to, uh, to to raise the, the, the rates. I think that was about a month ago. 
to apart from just the payments, what I actually found interesting in in what Turkey said was in um in in this press release and quote unquote it said payment service providers cannot develop business models in a way that crypto assets are used directly or indirectly in the provision of payment services and electronic money insurance and cannot provide any services related to such business models. I don't know. I'm still waiting. I I still haven't gotten um the gist of how this could mean well for for cryptocurrencies and i'm i'm, I'm waiting for for cup teacher see i see he's still he's still typing um just to understand how this could be beneficial in the in the long term but then aren't the concerns cited cited by turkey you know concerns like the the market values are excessively volatile and uh, they could be used in illegal actions aren't those concerns already available in other other currencies what what do you think maybe one thing that i would ask you and anybody else who's trading crypto now to ask you from an investment banker's um angle i, w- I would want to ask why are you buying um crypto um I'm, i know i know that we hold a few of these securities but people would usually ask why are you buying the security um and if if you came to me as an investment banker and asked me that i need to buy uh i want to buy safaricom i would ask you why are you buying it and you can tell me but you know um i would agree to some level but also disagree but thinking just as i mentioned earlier on not thinking as an investor but sort of like thinking um to a level of of a uh, uh, thinking as an investment banker old school investment banker is people would tell you that we are not buying um or we are buying uh company x or y because of the asset that is pegged to it so the main challenge that most of um these investment these central banks are having is that there's no uh, sort of like asset that is really pegged to crypto and that regulation aspect uh people governments usually love to regulate stuff um it's stuff it, it's one thing that governments really really love and the lack of it uh, is something that i know that most government would actually um really feel slightly threatened to it's like democracy governments would to think that they can control what information gets to you the moment when the government thinks you have that information to yourself then they definitely would start um getting worried what's really happening So uh I still think and I agree with you that uh it it's it, it's true the government is putting in a lot of um uh, activities here and there but I would ask you why are you buying what 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 value are you buying in 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 a crypto um currency uh is it because if is is it the dollar that you're buying um considering most of the cryptocurrency asset the price is set uh against the USD so what are you buying are you buying the dollar or what really are you getting from a, what asset is back to it so i know that's one thing and i wish that captich would have been in so that he can answer that but maybe that's a question for another day i don't know if captich is now offering to speak or if he's still held up i see he said uh, bitcoin and crypto has been through cycles before what i have noted is usually crypto comes out up stronger and i guess it's 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 an ongoing discussion it's 
it's something that we'll, we'll definitely wait um, to hear from from Captich and everyone else in the room, please. In case you you did miss our discussion on cryptocurrencies, I think there's a file that was, that was shared earlier, which would give you quite a deeper insight on what they are, how they work. Last week's discussion was quite powerful. And um, Felix, we have a sound bit of that? Uh, yeah, I know we can be able to share. I, I believe it's actually on the forum. So guys can just go into the forum and check. Uh, when you're looking in the media, there's a place where there's a voice. Um, I know that will be there, and there's also a place where we shared the file. Uh, you you can be able to find the recorded session, the last uh, session on on cryptocurrency. Also, at the same time, I think you can head over to Hita app, the podcast. Uh, I know there's already the uh, the discussion that we had on crypto, so that's something that I know as well that would come in handy um yeah that's that's pretty much it i think we've we've covered um a lot a, a lot that we we intended to today and maybe um now would be a good time to to close the discussion no uh i know we we've discussed uh, um, a lot of stuff we've actually completed almost everything we the last topic we had today was about turkey and we've just touched on that. but i know the discussion on turkey is going to be able to continue uh, as we go, because I'm seeing Captich is still on the forum, still um, bringing in a few things here and there. As a crypto professional, I believe he'll be able to bring in a lot more interest and we can be able to discuss uh, that. Um, so I think that's from my end, Ali. Thanks a lot. I'll just have a back to you so you can be able to call today's session. Again, uh, it's 9.45. Definitely, definitely a sacrifice from all our listeners. We thank you for joining this forum and um, We'll, we'll have next Friday's a little bit earlier, around 3.30. In case you do have anything um, that you'd want us to discuss, please feel free to share. You can also um, engage directly via the, via the HISA app. I see we have quite a growing community, and uh, I think that would be sort of a wider space to interact with professionals from all walks of life. I see Captic says uh, where crypto is... It has surpassed censorship. I think what crypto is a belief of sound currency. It truly is a belief. Uh, yeah. So um, back again, uh, you can interact with um, with more of these discussions via via the Hisa app, and uh, stay tuned and have a good evening.